Support for WERU comes from the Mabel Wadsworth Women's Health Center, providing comprehensive reproductive and sexual health services for all women of all ages and all stages since 1984. Insurance, main care, dirigo, and self-pay accepted. MabelWadsworth.org. Support for WERU also comes from Wellspring Massage Therapy, 49 Water Street, downtown Blue Hill, located upstairs at the Blue Hill Center for Yoga, offering a variety of massage modalities as well as preferred provider oncology massage sessions. Appointment scheduling at 469-0059 or wellspringmassagetherapy.org. I'm Fritz Homans, and meet me every Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 4 at the Blues Station. We'll be departing on track 145 for a new destination every week, where we'll journey across the country in search of the best toe-tapping blues music around that's guaranteed to make your soul sing. The Blues Station, every Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 4, here on WERU 89.9 FM, and streaming live at WERU.org. Blues to make you feel good. All aboard for the Blues Station. Support for WERU comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. You're listening to WERU 89.9 Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor, streaming at WERU.org. A voice of many voices, volunteer-powered, and listener-supported. Stay tuned for Healthy Options. Hi, this is Cynthia Swan. Welcome to Healthy Options. Today, my guest is Kristen Jacobson. Kristen Jacobson is a registered nurse, a master herbalist, and a professional energy healer. She's completing her studies this spring with the Barbara Brennan School of Healing in Miami, Florida, which is a four-year study program leading to certification as a Brennan Healing Science Practitioner. Kristen has taught many workshops in self-care, herbalism, guided imagery, and visualization. She has worked for 20 years as a nurse with women giving birth and their infants. She lives in the Belfast area and currently seeks clients for individual energy healing sessions. She's here today to talk about energy medicine, energy healing, the human energy field, and the four dimensions of our human beingness. Her contact information, look up her Facebook page, Kristen Jacobson, Belfast, Maine, and her email, heartblessing3 at yahoo.com. So let's get started. Let's dive right into it. What is energy medicine? Hi, Cindy. Hi. Thanks for having me here. My pleasure. Uh, Energy medicine is um, working within the human energy field to clear, to balance, to charge, and align the field. And the reason that's important is because um, we are as healthy 
as the amount of life force energy that moves through us. And so the energy healer helps to clear and balance the field, align the intentionality of the field so that the person can really take from the universal energy field around us and create a healthier system on many levels. So so I want to talk to you a little bit, Kristen, about for people who don't know, because you chose Barbara Brennan's School of Healing. Who mm-hmm. is, for those who don't know, who is Barbara Brennan? Why did you choose that school? Um, well, Barbara Brennan began the um, Barbara Brennan School of Healing in the 80s. She was an atmospheric physicist for years with NASA, and her specialty was energy fields. She was also a psychotherapist, brilliant woman. And what she started to notice was that the human energy field was um, pretty dynamic and in flux. And she started to see it and experience how it changed depending upon the life experience and the health or disease of the clients. So she she was a NASA scientist, yes. and then she so so the whole idea of the energy field, this concept. I mean, to people who look at quantum, you know, all the quantum mm-hmm. physics, this is everything's about energy. But for people who are new to this um, concept, how does that? What does that mean? An energy body. Well, we are energy. I mean, this, we are, we are creators. We, um, we manifest a physical body because of our energetic field and intention. So the energy field exists even before our physical form. Okay. And so energy, but energy is always shifting, right? Yes. It's always changing. Yes. It's movement. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of energy, then what, what is energy healing? Energy healing is, uh, is creating a condition in the body which is um, designed to um, manifest, to create. And energy healing comes from when a system is fully charged and creating with a purpose that is conscious. So oftentimes we are creating in our lives conditions of health or disease or joy or sorrow, depending on a level of intention that we're not even aware of. So we are creators and becoming more aware of how it is that we're creating and why we're creating what we create helps us make different choices. Okay, so is this kind of like where we get into the psychology of this, like the unconscious mind, that there's a part of us that isn't um, conscious of what we're doing? That um, That's a part of it. So, so a part of the whole energy is the psychological component as well? The psychological component um, is one dimension of our experience, and that is the, the auric dimension is where our our um, human mind, our mental capacities exist within our energy field. There's actually uh, four dimensions that I am learning to work with through the Barbara Brennan School. Um, and the human mind and the mental concepts is within the auric dimension. But then there's divine mind. There's, um, there is intentionality before the auric field. All right, well, before we get into those layers, um, which we definitely wanted to talk about today, I, I want to, when um, I am, and you mentioned you get asked this anyway. I mean, there's a lot of us who practice things like zero balancing and Reiki and all these other forms of energy medicine. So how does this, um, the way that you work, how, how is it, is it different? Is it different from like emotional freedom technique? How is it different? Mm-hmm. And how might it be similar? Um, well, it's similar in the way... Uh, as, well, I'm not familiar with a lot of the different types of modalities of energy work, but as far as uh, Reiki, 
um, which is a natural go-to when people think about energy work because it is probably the most well-known mm-hmm. of the modalities of energy work. It's similar to Reiki in that the practitioner uh, is a channel for the energy to move for the highest good of the client. So in, in the way that we're tapping into the same source out of the universal field, divine mind, the God consciousness, and using that, um, and we are the channels for that as the healers. In that way, it's similar. But when we, as we bring it through our field and offer it an invitation to the client's field, um, what the practitioners understand is that the energy goes where it may be needed, and that's true. But it also goes where it is allowed to go, and that is um, up to the person individually in their field whether they accept it or not. And so, in um, so I mentioned how it is similar that we're tapping into the same source mm-hmm. and we're offering an invitation for the individual to receive the energy. Um, there are often times. Um, Areas in the person's field that are blocked, um, that have limited belief systems um, about receiving the work, about utilizing the work. Um, So though it is offered an invitation, if there are blocks and a hindrance somewhere on the different levels of the receiver's field, they may not receive it where it's most needed. Perhaps it would be rejected even unconsciously. So in the Brennan healing science work... Though we're also offering the invitation for the healing, we're also seeing and um, helping to move the shifts and blocks that may be preventing the person from actually healing in certain ways. So part of this, um, part of your study is how to, well, it's all about how to work with the energy and how to see it, feel it on all these different levels Mm -hmm. and and then direct it? Um, So, yes. Yes, um, I'm learning to work within the different field, the levels of the field. Uh, and that means a lot of self-awareness on my part and what's happening in my field. And when I am in relationship with another's field, um, from healer to client, I am constantly monitoring my own intentions and motivation and what my field is doing. So I have to embody the work in order to offer it to the recipient. So um, so where the energy is flowing in me uh, means that I'm a clear channel for the work and the individual, I can um, adjust my frequencies in my field to access those places in that person. And so it, there's a lot of training involved in, in adjusting my consciousness in order to... Um, get into that person's field and um, and make the offer for change, basically charging these areas that are unconscious or um, in forgetting, in um, blocked. And, um, and I basically go in there with an attitude of curiosity of what is here now. That was a, a, a big, big tool for me is the witness asking and experiencing, which is just with curiosity, seeing what's here now. And it's not a um, voyeuristic exploration. <laughs> so it's a question, what's here now? And the, the, person's, the person who I'm working with, um, their field is going to present what's ready to be moved and shifted and healed for me. And that's what I will see. That's what I will be invited to work with. So um, there's never force. It's um, with a deep reverence for the fact that this is sensitive work. And the invitation, like I said, is there um, with real deep respect for how how it's functioning within the whole system. Because we, we hold on to these different images, belief systems. We have blocks in our field for a reason. You know, there usually it's a defensive mechanism that we've um, become habituated with in our life. Um, we've all come in here, you know, to this life um, with with the same sort of um, desire to create, mm-hmm. and and our experience in life oftentimes um, sets up a circumstance where we 
begin to defend ourselves in insidious ways. So um, sometimes really obvious ways. Um, but that those defenses live within the field. And so I am very sensitive to that. Um, so if I want to create safety. If you're just joining us, I'm having a conversation with registered nurse, master herbalist, and energy medicine practitioner, Kristen Jacobson. And this is Cynthia Swan for WERU's Healthy Options. And um, so we're in speaking about energy medicine and, and taking that further, so you've talked about how it's kind of distinguished, how it's, how it's, you distinguish this form of work. Um, from Reiki and some of the other energy medicine modalities. But um, for someone who's, who's not at all attuned to energy medicine work, why is it important? I mean, if someone has a physical injury and they go to a physician and they get the right physical medicine, they will heal. How, how does the energy medicine piece fit into that? Well, it doesn't replace that for certain um, because we are multidimensional. Our experience is multidimensional. Um, and so somebody, may, somebody with a, you know, a broken leg is going to do very well having it set physically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll refer them to an emergency department who can handle that. Um, but we, we, you know, so, but along with, say, that broken leg, um, there's a lot of adjustments energetically that may help to heal them physically even faster. Um, but there's, but perhaps even before the break in the leg, there was some, um, some imbalance, some misalignment, something that led up to that that could have Accident. brought that on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You well, Norman Shealy, who was who created the American Holistic Medical Association, often says, and and there are studies that they've been doing for years about stress and how mm-hmm. in in our mm-hmm. culture a lot of us have, not everyone, but many people deny that there is such a thing oh, as stress yeah. and that it's all in our head or so on. You know, but it can be physical, emotional, mental, environmental stressors. Um, environmental toxicants, um, but also emotional and and even spiritual. Mm -hmm. So, and and his claim is that these stressors are many of the reasons that people even have an accident, Mm -hmm. you know, where, uh, you know, something comes out of the blue and just kind of slows them down or stops them in their tracks because there's this underlying some form of stress going. So, that would be like an energetic something, right? That maybe mm-hmm. you you so I so that so energy. What I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that everything is energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So your thoughts are energy. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are energy. Mm-hmm. Your physical body is made up of energy, mm-hmm. and then you have several fields within. Uh, yes. This. Yes. So talk about those fields. What what are those? Uh, we've many of us have seen the Curlian photography mm-hmm. of um, a human being uh, where the aura yes. is looked at. Is this? Are we talking about auras? And is it is that the whole picture? Is there more to it? What does that all mean? I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but definitely um, the auric dimension is one dimension of our human beingness. So when we say the auric dimension, for those who've never heard that, Mm -hmm. what is that? What's the definition of the auric dimension? That is, um, that is one of our more subtle bodies. We have our physical body, which is the most obvious. So that's our flesh and bones, what we can touch, I guess you could say dense. It's the most dense. And then on a, um, a little higher, uh, vibrational frequency. So a a less, uh, a more subtle, less obvious to Mm -hmm. our uh, physical senses is the auric dimension, our auric field, which extends out from our physical body and interpenetrates through our physical body. It extends out of our physical body, usually a couple of feet, maybe um, one to three feet around the person's physical body, maybe more or less depending on the situation or the person and the different levels of the field. Is in, this what Curly and photography picks up when they, I think, didn't that start with the Russians? <laughs> I want to say, it did. I know they're, not everyone loves the Russians right now in this country, but I mean, didn't Curly and photography start with them? Wasn't it that? I can't remember if it was their research or, I know Barbara Brennan 
Oh, she's used that um, Curlian photography to to um, demonstrate certain shifts in the fields that she was ar- already reading. She didn't need the cameras to to, but to say what she was auric seeing. But that's the field. Yes. And when we talk about auric field, is that like the Ayurvedic chakras? Is that the color? Yep. There's sh- the chakras are contained within the auric field. So they're a part of the field. Yes, they're, they're not a part of the of auric dimension. They're not all of it. Okay. But um, the chakras are a part of the auric dimension. So we have our physical dimension, and we all agree on what the physical dimension mm-hmm. is, right? We all know it's like what we're touching right now when I'm patting my lap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the auric dimension exists right along with it, um, but it's less obvious to us most of the time. Um, through the Brennan Healing Science training, um, Barbara Brennan really believed that everyone is capable of learning the work. And through her training, I have been um, trained to open up something called my high sense perception so that I can see more about what else is there other than the physical. So in the auric field, there are seven layers of the auric energetic field. And um, those seven layers... um, vibrate at different frequencies. They have different purposes in the creation of our life experience. Um, in the auric field are the chakras, and their work is to pull in life force energy from the universal field around us and to charge and balance and clear out the field so that we can uh, continue to create a healthy experience for ourselves, both physically but also emotionally and mentally and spiritually, so it's move. It's work. It's really to move the energy through the field, and it does it in different in different ways depending on the level of the field and the chakras. That um, I'm sure there's more than seven, but I've been mm-hmm. trained to work with the seven chakras, um, and they relate, you know, in different ways to different aspects of our life and how the energy moves through the different areas of the chakras. And it did, you know, depending on where the chakras are positioned, it feeds different organs and. Um, Different, um, different experiences in our. So we're magnets. We're energy magnets. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's all this going on around us, Mm -hmm. and there's the energy around us: protons, electrons, neutrons, whatever you Mm -hmm. call them, quarks. I forget what they're all called now, (laughs) and in quantum physics. And then we also are made of this same stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we're magnetizing things to us. So if so, how? How can anyone stay in balance mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're, if everything can affect us, mm-hmm. how do, how do you, um, how do you balance that? Um, well, it, there are a lot of things somebody can do to balance. Um, but what we all, some of the things we all need are, you know, the same. Um, sometimes it, it, it certainly helps to work with somebody who, who manages energy, you know, and mm-hmm. to help when there's imbalances in the field. But largely our work is to be here now, like be grounded in our in our fields so that our field isn't top heavy or front heavy or back heavy or uh, small on the bottom. I mean, we're, we're, our job is to fully be here inhabited in this lifetime now. So our field reflects that when we are grounded, when we are, uh, when the energy moves in an even fashion um, around and through us, um, so that it's not habitually shunted into certain directions, so that we're undercharged in certain areas, overcharged in other areas. What might that look like, Kristen, if someone's undercharged in a specific area? Can you give an example or overcharged in another area? How might that be exhibited in the physical world? Okay. So, um, well, so let's say that somebody's field is um, what I would see as top heavy so that they're undercharged down by their feet and they're overcharged way up high. Their their field might extend way up above their heads um, and get really narrow towards the base. So as you can imagine, you know, that person is is really probably active in their mind, active in their thinking, really um, not a lot of support. Uh, and on the bottom. So maybe they don't feel really stable. So perhaps if they're not feeling really stable, they're not, in some ways, they're not feeling really safe when life is feels like it's coming at them, you know? So they're, perhaps that they'd be prone to an aggressive 
defensive nature of sort of pushing forward and, you know, they, they don't have a lot of uh, stability down low. So up high, they're really active. So they're so really... So it's like their mind is overactive? Yeah, perhaps their mind is or overactive. Or maybe they're nervous or they worry? Perhaps, or? Yes, yeah, a lot happening way up high, not enough down low. So what, what might the opposite of that present in the physical world where there's a lot below and not a whole lot up top, mm. like a cone head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it looks, how would that look? That what, might, what would that... That person might, might be that very is? connected down low and here. But um, what comes to mind is sort of a poor little Eeyore, you know, sort of right here. Oh. I'm sick of everything. I can't Eeyore, see yes. my way out of this Oh, totally big, depressed. mess, perhaps, yes. Because <laughs> Eeyore is like the real damp, damp yeah. cloth on yeah. everything. yep. So that kind of character. And the one in the, and, okay, so if we're at Winnie the Pooh. Okay, Winnie the Pooh right, character, perfect, right. actually. <laughs> um, so rabbit would have been that other field I was describing. Which oh, is yes, like, you hyper. Know, like, yeah, like just getting here, getting there, pushing forward. You got to do this, got to do that. You know, just not, but rabbit is running from fear. I mean, and really. scared, it's right. Fear, yes, fearful you know, experience. So these are like, we're talking like in stereotypes, yeah. but but so. these are realms of how the energy might express itself yeah. in the physical being. Right. So how do you fix that? Um, as an energy medicine uh, practitioner, how do well, you fix that? practitioner. And can you? Yes. Yes. You yes, can? It, yes, it can be, can be absolutely healed, all of that. Um, how I would begin to fix that is um, to establish contact with the person in in the field. And uh, I might even put my hands on the person's body and really sink into the field and just feel what's there. And and that's what I would literally be asking energetically is what's here now. And I would wait for the response because I might think I have all kinds of ideas about how to fix that, but I might, you know, it might be completely different than what I think needs to happen. So I'm asking. I'm I'm with curiosity and with an intention. So you're not in your th- you're using your thinking mind, mm-hmm. your reasoning mind, but there's something else you're that's guiding you. I'm really cautious about my reasoning mind. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. I don't want to have my own images about how things are going to help this other person. Is it intuition? Uh, yes, a lot of it is intuition. Mm-hmm. But you have to really but, trust uh, but it, that. It's really, I. I I do, more and more so. Um, it's called high sense perception. It's really opening perception. up more of me so that I can see more of you and be in relationship with more of you. And so it comes from um, it comes from relationship and contact. And so when I'm in contact with the other person's field and I am there with an intention to be of service with the highest good of all involved, and that is my prayer every time, mm-hmm. then I open up the possibilities of, you know, what is here, and um, and I go with that, with that, with what is presenting itself. So and I'm not snooping around looking with, a, with, an, with an agenda. So I'm constantly monitoring what's my motivation here. Do I want to be this great healer who's got all the answers for you? No, I just want to be present with what I have and see what it is, in your field that's ready to be moved and shifted, changed in some way that I can be of service. Now, in this work, is the person lying down on a massage table? Are they seated? Are Most they... of the time, there at some point, somebody is laying down on a massage table, fully closed, um, so that I can um, move energy through the field and um, walk my hands up the field by putting my hands on their feet and their ankles, perhaps over their joints, like their knees. And is the, um, is, is what is received, um, is it immediate? Sometimes it's really profound and right away. And other times the effects are more subtle. Um, because when, when somebody's field is, is habitual in a certain pattern, for so long, you know, an abrupt change would be overwhelming. It would be too much. It'd mm-hmm. be really hard to integrate all of that all at once. So, um, so it's it depends on the readiness of the person to make a shift and a move in their consciousness and their energy um, patterns. Um, and and so why why would someone go to an energy medicine practitioner? Why would they go? What are some of the reasons why people come? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's uh, a physical pain. I mean, 
typically it's a discomfort of some kind. Oftentimes it's physical pain, but it might be emotional pain or um, a spiritual feeling of disconnection, disconnection and a longing for uh, meaningful life, you know, if something's missing. So it can be um, any level yeah, where it can, can be, be physical, mental, emotional. You know, uh, you know, mental discomfort of some sort. Um, there are all kinds of reasons, but somebody's uncomfortable somewhere. And they, a lot of times people come to me and they know exactly what the trouble is. And other times they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be experiencing um, habitual patterns in their life experience um, that they're like recreating, like an undermining yeah, their own efforts. Yeah, where they keep living their, something. Yeah, so, yeah. Or, so this, or like attachments to, you know, prior relationships, relational cords exist in the field that keep us sort of hooked stuck. into yes, something. Yes, exactly. So people yeah, are hooked in. Even if it's in. not what we uh, consciously want. But psychotherapy can't move it? Right. Yeah. That, uh, uh, yeah, that belongs to the... That mental belongs to realm. this mental, mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual realm, this energy uh, realm. What's that? That like if if there's a psychological conundrum or a or someone is uh, uh, in uh, in therapy. Mm, the psycho pers- the psychology is one is only one piece of this very large picture of who we are, and a lot of this work. Is, I mean, some of it is intellectual, but so much of it is not intellectual. It's a real, it might be a real experience. It's very experiential. It might be feeling. Um, it's definitely uh, about being in deeper contact with what's real in the person, in the time, mm-hmm. um, in the, the person's totality. Um, it's really um, much deeper work, excuse me. So if you've just joined us, we're, this is Healthy Options. I'm Cynthia Swan. My guest this morning is registered nurse, master herbalist, and professional energy healer, Kristen Jacobson. And her email is heartblessing, the numeral number three, at yahoo.com. You can also find Kristen Jacobson um, from Belfast, Maine, on Facebook. Um, uh, you wanted to talk about... Um, before we go to a break, I, I, and I might have to interrupt you before uh, a little earlier, but we'll we'll hit them all. You mm-hmm. wanted to talk about our four dimensions of being. Mm-hmm. First of all, what does that mean? The four dimensions of being, and what are they? Okay, so we've already um, talked about the physical and the auric. Those are two: the auric containing the the chakra system and the uh, seven levels of the field and. Um, and in that contains the mental and emotional experiences, and but deeper than the. And most people are think are familiar with the, those uh, yeah. concepts, of, like our, our sense of intuition, a feeling that something isn't yeah. right, or you know, a, a longing in our heart. Those things, like all of these feelings, yeah, or an that unsettled happen. mind. Yes, you just it's all can't come to yeah. grips with something. Yeah, what is this that I'm kind of sensing? That usually that is an intuitive knowing that happens in the auric level of who we are. Okay, so that's and the auric level. One level deeper than that is the um, the haric dimension. Haric? Yep, hara. H a r a is the hara line is in the haric dimension. So is That's, that like the dantian in traditional the, Chinese medicine? Yes, the dantian exists on the level of the hara, the okay. haric dimension. Okay. So, um, and the, that that dantian is that single note that holds us here in physical form, and it's located um, in the haric dimension. If you were looking for the physical point of reference there, it's like right in the center of the pelvis. Mm-hmm. And from that place, we are grounded down and connected here in our physical life on this earth. A little higher up on the hierarch line is our soul's longing in our chest. So it goes right as a straight line yeah. right up to the heart? That's right. We're connected down into the down into center the of the earth, all the way up to our root, into our dantian. Okay. It's a level of our intentionality. It's huge. It's very important. And then the line continues up to our soul's longing in our chest, mm-hmm. which is connected higher up uh, above our heads to something called our ID point. IED? ID, individuation point. Individuation. And that is where which we... Which Jung ex- talked about. Yes, where we extend from mm-hmm. the one light of God into this world. And some call it the soul star. That's right. Yes, there it is. Yep. So this is talked about in different... Um, modalities, you know, this mm-hmm. is talked about. Uh, it's been talked about forever. Actually, it's not. It's nothing new under the sun, right, Cindy? But right. it's all. You know, it's it's right. all it's here, and this yeah. is one way to access um, these places in us. So the heart dimension is really important. So why is the heart dimension? I mean, I, I I get it when you're talking about it, but 
what do you mean? Why is it so important? It because it is about intention and and how our hara line is aligned or misaligned, twisted, blocked, broken, um, has everything to do with how we create in this world on the level of intention because we're here as creators. We're here to create in our lives, and we create all the time. So what is the condition of our hara uh, creates whether um, we move from a place of positive intentionality or effortless intentionality when we're aligned you know, with the energy of God or negatively in a negative intention. How does the Haric line get broken? Um, the Haric line gets broken in, in well, in... in or give a, it one example of how uh, the Haric line might get broken. Well, I have seen the Haric line broken um, in different points um, along, and, and it, where it is broken makes a big difference in the person's experience. Let's say the Haric line is broken at the heart level. Mm-hmm. What, what might that look like in the outside world? It might look like someone who doesn't really know um, where they find meaning in their life. They might not know what is, um, what is of true value to them. They might not have a lot of connection to what makes them So joyful. they're isolated? They may be they isolated? They might feel isolated. So um, we, could we say, now I know I'm just I'm getting out, out of the box here really out there, but in no, a broken, it is a little out in there. A, okay, but in a broken, <laughs> yeah, all this is a little out there. It totally is. And yeah. in, in, if the heart line is broken there. in the heart, could mm-hmm. this be like where we could see you lose your like your sense of purpose? Like, why? What? What? What is it that I want in my life? I don't even know. But could this also, um, in the outside world, manifest as uh, somebody who does harm? Oh, could oh. be violent. Certainly, people who are violent are acting from a negative intentionality, and there is a break, a misalignment. There is a distortion somewhere along the level of their hara. Ah, That is um, how we create in a distorted fashion. So violence on that end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. would be something wrong in this in the this level of intentionality, of the haric? there's probably a lot of there's stuff in, in a lot of different levels, but the haric dimension is essential for how we create. And evil exists because of the the misalignment in ah. our intentionality. So we're creating, and what throws and, that and, and we actually get you know with someone who's moving from a negative intention actually gets pleasure. There's negative pleasure attached to negative intention. And the reason that there's pleasure attached to it is because we create with joy. We receive joy from creating. And, you know, if, if people talk about kids like, you know, acting out because any attention's better than like no attention. Oh, Their okay. kids are creating. They're creating. We're all creating. And so when we create from a position of po- a positive intention, we create with joy, but we also create things that are of of real value to us and service to humanity and service to ourselves and each other. Right. And so when there's a distortion in our where we create, there's there becomes a distorted pleasure that happens. So people can actually receive negative pleasure from creating negatively. And that's like a, that becomes a vicious cycle of perpetuating evil and violence against each other. So that's a total misalignment and a distortion. And this work can help to heal those things. Um even, but it can only help to heal those things if someone wants that help, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is all, it's all about choice, right? We are, we're, here with, we're here with choices. And so we have choices in how we are. We can stay exactly how we are or we can um, get, you know, we can become more aware and um, we can be more conscious about how we choose. So in this hard <clears throat> realm of understanding, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this, in this hard, hard realm of understanding, what if, what if you're centered but there seems to be chaos because there's energy all the time and there's chaos or disruption around you? Does mm-hmm. that affect your haric field or is that more your physical and your auric seven layers? Chaos around... Um, if there's chaos around... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. will that affect you on a heart level? Can that? Without awareness, without the person aware of their own life experience, yes, it, it can throw somebody all over the place, which is why it's important for for us to really wake up to what's real in us. And sometimes we need help in getting to that place that's real in us. But as we get deeper in these dimensions that we're talking about, we're getting um, 
closer and closer to what is the truth in us, which is actually one level deeper than the higher dimension is our core star, our core essence. So it's the physical, physical. level. Yeah, and the then, auric, and the seven auric. layers, yeah. the heart line, which is um, that straight line from the mm-hmm. center of the earth, core yeah. of the earth, up. into our physical core in our body, mm-hmm. located in the dantian, mm-hmm. and then up the heart. So and it goes all the way up above us mm-hmm. to what you call in this realm of thought, what was it, divine in individuation or? Um, it, the ID, the individuation point above us, where we extend from the one God, and we extend our light into this world as individuated, individuated essence. So connected, but individual. Exactly, okay. and that's part of our, you know, our in our interest in <clears throat> in being here is to, um, is to in, individuate, so we can express our unique individual divinity. selves. And so, in the on the level of of core, and um, that's core essence beneath the hierarch dimension. That's on the level of core. We can see our sameness in our divinity, but we each here embodied in a unique expression of that. So now you're getting into that innermost level. Am mm-hmm. I right in yes. saying you're, you were working from the outside yes, exactly. in? Exactly. So from the Haruk line, then in this realm of, of thinking, yeah. it's a little hard because you know this we're explaining something rationally that isn't that isn't rational. rational it's all right. Uh, yeah. Energy. So it, I get that it's really it's hard to just sort of wrap your brain around because it really isn't isn't on the level of thinking right. So but much. but I think that's true of what you had said earlier of energy medicine in general. It's an experiential thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult sometimes to talk about it because we don't have the vocabulary and the words. It's so true. But right. when trying someone has an experience trying to articulate of it, it and is a challenge. Yeah, and they're moved, mm-hmm. they're like, you're like, wow, what just happened? Mm-hmm. It, it, sometimes There's no vocabulary. It's so, so true. But the innermost you're talking about is this core, mm-hmm. and the core being is that like, what is the core being? That, Again, what's the that definition of our, that? That is our divinity. That is that place in us that is... Uh, unchangeable. It is where we recognize our holiness, our sacredness, our divinity. It is the part of us that, you know, changes form, but is always. It was before we were incarnated. It will be there after we are gone. Is is, this what the yogis would pretty much say? uh, Like your inner light. Your your inner inner light. light. In other words, that you, when the yogis talk about the gurus, you shed the the skin, you shed the physical, the core remains. That's right. And they, and that energy, and in, um, I'm thinking of Yogananda's book, um, Autobiography of a Yogi. Yes, and he talks about uh, his guru who passes, and then he sees him, literally has yes. a vision of him, yes. a visualization as these molecules of light. Yes. And, um, and it's so real, and, and, and uh, his, the yogi says it is real. It's almost like Christ. I mean, it's so out there that it's like I remember when I read it, I was like I had to keep rereading it because yeah. I was I had never heard of that before. Yeah, I, I know this, was, a lot of this sounds just way too far out there, but it's actually not. It's, we're actually living these things right now. We're talking about it is Well, certainly with technology. Look what we have with all the technologies now, laser. For mm-hmm. those of you listening, you're listening to WERU Community Radio, 89. 9.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and we're streaming WERU.org. My name is Cynthia Swan. Our show is Energy Medicine. My guest, Kristen Jacobson, a registered nurse, master herbalist, and a professional energy healer. Her email, should you want to get a hold of her, is heartblessing, the uh, number three, at yahoo.com. We're going to take a real short break, and then we're going to open this up to calls.
Welcome back. This is Healthy Options with Cynthia Swan as your host, and we're talking about energy medicine today. My guest is Kristen Jacobson, Jacobson, registered nurse, master herbalist, and professional energy healer. Some of you may have remembered her from a couple years back. She did a show here about um, herbalism as well because she um, you've been involved with that for, gosh, over 15 years, your mm-hmm. herbalism work. So the call-in number, should you wish to call, is 866 866- Six two five nine three seven eight. I'll give that to you again. Eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. I just got a Kristen. We had just talked about um, the four dimensions of our being: the physical, the auric, the haric, and, and the, the core. Mm-hmm. Which you, uh, but and and then this question. Uh, John brought this question in, and of course we're open to calls. Should you wish to have a have a question or comment for Kristen? And he said some people are sensitive to cell phone energy, television. I think this is the EMF, all the electromagnetic frequencies. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. High for tension sure. lines, computer. It's can can this be cured through this kind of hands-on healing, or is? faith healing or is it how how, can this be cured through energy medicine the work that you do can that help with people with those sensitivities Uh, well certainly um, there is a lot of frequencies going around in the life that we live in here Um, can this be cured a person's sensitivity um, well well a person who's sensitive you know energetically they're picking up a lot because Mm -hmm. there's a lot there and I would encourage anyone who is sensitive in that way, well, one, to do what they can to to create an environment if they can. Well, get yeah, away like from if, but if you, you have a modem, then, unplug your modem at least at right, night while you sleep things. so you don't have those. So yeah, physically you can set up a supportive environment. But beyond that, there's a lot you, you have no control over. Right. And um, just existing in this world means we live among a lot of frequencies. And so I would encourage um, anybody who's really sensitive in that way um, to um, really get in contact deep with their with the core essence. So you're talking are. about the innermost, deepest level mm-hmm. yes. is the core. So you're, thinking, you're deep, thinking this is a core in, issue? No, I'm not. I'm just... Um, Sorry, it's my mind. It, <laughs> my well, mind always wants to give it a... By contacting in the center helps um, then to expand that person's own individual field so that they are perhaps... Re- radiating at a higher vibrational frequency themselves and as they it takes a focused intention and perhaps a, an energy uh, worker who works within these realms can help that person make this contact that I'm talking about and then expanding their own energetic frequency outward and identifying for themselves the boundary on the edges of their own field and strengthening their boundary is certainly possible by utilizing their own intention and creative potential. So they actually are creating like literally a bubble effect around themselves. Oh, so you're okay. So you don't have to, well, you may have to, if it's that bad, live in a bubble. I mean, a physical bubble. No, you don't have to live in a physical bubble because you can create an energetic bubble. So you're saying you can create an energetic bubble mm-hmm. that will make you less sensitive yes. to the outside world? Right. So that you can maintain your own... Boundaries? You can, yes, it's about boundaries energetically, for sure. Um, and that you can really identify your, where you are and where that is and actually make that separation if you can so it's strengthening of that innermost raising your vibration it's like a charge in your field and then um making deep core contact and it's really a lot of it is using the power of our imagination and visualization. I mean, these are gifts. Imagination is a really good gift because well, they say it helps imagination you. lays the tracks for the reality train. The, <laughs> I love that. It's, it's the truth. Yeah. And so your energy doesn't follow your intent, and your imagination can help you set up your intention. Okay. And okay. then the energy moves with that. So the, you know what I'm what I am imagining is that that person fills with their own light and frequency. Mm-hmm. that vibration that exists deep within and extends it outward through the different levels of their field outward and then um, 
and creates a safe container for all of this experience. So the boundary, they're creating a healthier boundary on the outside edges of their field. They can actually do that for themselves. They can um, put themselves in an energetic bubble. So it doesn't have to be a physical bubble. It's an energetic bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's about strengthening the deepest layer. You know, and, and, and just keeping your charge um, high, a high charge in the field. And you can do that with the help from an energy healer. But you also can do that by making real, um, real meticulously honest contact with yourself and um, in meeting your needs on all the levels of the field, um, physical, auric. So all those levels. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine if it's a core, uh, a real core issue, you've got all these other layers too. There would be physical things you have to do physically. There are emotional things. Right? What's nice about working with like in the deeper levels of the field, like any um, any adjustments that happen on the like say the hierarch dimension, um, any adjustments. Well, the core is what it is. It doesn't need any adjustment. It just needs the opportunity to shine. <laughs> so the okay. core is perfect, and the hierarch. If anything that any adjustments that happen in the Harak dimension mm-hmm. set forth a new vibration for the entire field and for the field, the levels of the field that that are um, beyond it, like the auric and the physical, mm-hmm. any changes on the deeper levels set forth a new vibration that knock loose blocks, that um, break up congestion, that actually create a major change rolling forward and out into the other levels of the field. So um, any adjustment in the hierarch and the level of this person's intention, like the, the very sensitive person, mm-hmm. um, an adjustment in their intention of how they are being in this world with all of those frequencies, right. that, gets real, that gets aligned differently and that kind of moves out and creates change. So perhaps on a physical level, they're less sensitive. On an emotional level, they're less sensitive. Okay, so it's on all these levels. So you're saying that this is not just a physical dilemma for the chemically no, sensitive or people sensitive to energy and EMFs, that there is an emotional component as well as the, is that true? Uh, I may, don't want to put words in your mouth. No, that, yeah, I'm not exactly saying that. You're not it, saying that. It may or may not be true. I mean, it depends so on the individual. So it's different for everybody. It is, You can't for sure. categorize it. Okay, that's but, me wanting to put it in its compartments. Right, okay. right. Yeah, it's you hard. Can't it is hard because you do want to. Yeah, I mean that's part of. So this work is very do. individualistic. When you, it's when very individual. When Thank you're you. working with somebody, do you um, are you talking to them? Like I know in in a lot of these treatments, there's no conversation. It's like you're being worked on energetically. When you're working with someone, are you talking? It um, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. It depends on on what is happening, but um, with a big shift in the. Um, on, on the Harik dimension, no, that's not really any talking. It's like aligning a, um, it's aligning a structural um, process. And on the auric dimension, there may be more conversation, well, not so much chit-chat, but it's conversation about what's happening and a connection with what's going on in that level for the person. You're listening to WERU. Kristen Jacobson is my guest. I'm Cynthia Swan, Healthy Options. If you have a comment, we only have a few minutes left, 866-625-9378. And that number is 866-625-9378. I, I want you to, in the few minutes remaining, I want to, I just want to kind of go segue into this. Kristen, why, what is your favorite story in in the few minutes remaining what's your favorite story of what you've experienced either working in this realm or seen that um has been a real aha or has shifted your life oh my gosh um there's been a lot of them i mean there's so there's this work is is so amazing to me i mean i'm constantly overwhelmed um with awe and what i'm experiencing with this work um Gosh, I don't I don't know about a favorite story, but I remember uh, why I fell in love with the work. Okay, why? Um, well, I had <clears throat> excuse me. I had just been uh, I had just finished up my three year study program, uh, herbal and spiritual studies program in San Antonio, where I was living, and um, I had been introduced to the um, Barbara Brennan's books, Hands of Light and Light Emerging, through that program as a recommended read, and. Um, so I saw this flyer where she was doing a half-day workshop and an introduction to her work in Austin, which was an hour north of where I was living. 
um, so I went up there and, and took the workshop and saw her do the work and I was just blown away by what was happening. Um, this woman, a woman she, she was working on was very ill. She had cancer and she was very, very weak and she'd been through a lot and you could see that and she, she was clearly in a lot of pain and physical was, pain. Yeah, physical pain. And she was just, she looked anemic and she was pale. She looked really rough and but as um, Barbara was working on her, she at first was addressing the rest of us who were observing. Um, but then she got really deep into what she was doing. And she was, you know, really in deep contact with this woman in relationship with her field. And she was describing to the woman what was happening in the field. And so much was happening for that woman. You mean you saw visibly things shifting? Visibly things shifting. I saw this, the woman who, the woman who walked on that stage was totally different from the woman who walked off. In just that one short... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was about 45 minutes. Barbara worked on this woman, and she stopped addressing the rest of us who were observing. We do have a question, so oh, I'm going to go ahead sorry. and take this. Welcome, caller. If you want to give your first name, your town, and your question or comment for Kristen. Yeah, hi, Kristen. Um, I have a question for you. I'm Deb from Toledo, Ohio. Hi, we Deb. have been getting a lot of um, violence here, and I know you're always talking about working on yourself, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other person, how can we reflect ourselves onto what's going on in our world right now? Is there any way we can help to change this? What we are in a position of changing <clears throat> is ourselves, and that is our responsibility in being here. That is our most important responsibility and perhaps the only thing we can change and once we really own that in ourselves we will have contributed our important contribution so i just want to uh, thanks deb for your call uh, but i want to did, did she do you feel she answered that do you have more to the question or I, I kind of understand what you're saying. It's like change ourselves and then we may be a mirror to other people. Um, so by change ourselves, I, I think um, what I really mean is um, by being a presence that is authentic and whole, where we have uh, moved through whatever our blocks in, in our energy field and in our life experience and the things that we, you know, a lot of times, you know, violence exists outside of us because of the violence that lives inside of us. So where are we um, withholding love? Where are we not shining with our essence? And when we can fully embody ourselves with love and essence, we become, we become that place that sets a tone for the other. It's a, so what about gangs, I mean, that we have here now? Well, that that's probably that's more than a lot of negative intention. That's a lot of negative attention. But I think what yeah. I'm getting is you're saying that um, to look to look at ourselves of where we carry our own violence mm -hmm. and to work to heal that. You know, mm -hmm. this reminds me, your comment, I'm putting words into your mouth, but it reminds me of a Gandhi comment that I like. Oh. Um, be the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah, it's that true. we that again. It's like starting with ourselves. If we don't like what's going on outside, then mm -hmm. we have to consider what's going on inside. And what do we need to change? Mm -hmm. And that and that's not and about that everyone blame has or shame, free. But. No, there's no blame. There's no shame. And every we all have free will. We're all creators. We all have that. We we all have creative energy right. we all are here to create and so in a gang and people who are you know acting out violently are they are creating and they're creating from a position of negative intention and they do have the free will to choose and um that's it's a hard one to be with and okay. you know but because we when we honor our own abilities to choose we can just hold that awareness that everyone has that same ability and right to create and so um it's not about good or bad in this whole realm of being yeah, it's about it's, what is when when we can as people um reflect ourselves from our essence into the world and when we can meet another from that position of essence we really can recognize the divinity in each other there will be no more violence 
ever against another. Okay. We're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for your call, Deb. Thank you. Um, We've got, like, literally two minutes remaining. So I just want to, in the last minute, is there anything, Kristen, that we haven't said or that you might want to say? Um, Well, in relation to that last comment, because I've been really troubled in my life with, um, you know, violence in the world, um, violence against other people and certainly children and animals. I mean, this stuff really has affected me deeply in my life. And um, what I'm noticing is um, how to notice the the divine spark in the other, even with all this heinous activity. And if we can put out prayer um, with the connection of to the divine spark in the other, and perhaps if we could imagine kind of sending it up to and, and contacting the highest good in the other and putting prayer from my highest good to your highest good mm-hmm. and just um, with respect. And I do think we can begin to impact the other even uh, on those subtle realms and the other doesn't even understand consciously. Well, on that comment, and that was great, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Kristen Jacobson for being my guest. Uh, This is signing off, Cynthia Swan, and thanks to John Greenlock for engineering the show. Support for WERU comes from Penobscot Bay Press, committed to providing community news and information, publishing three weekly newspapers, The Weekly Packet, Island Advantages, and The Casting Patriot, as well as The Bay Community Register, The Summer Seasonal Guide, and more.